Hey chums, welcome back to a Game with Chums podcast. I am your host for this episode, Paul, Paulus, Paul the bloody, Paul the wonderful, Paul the best. And uh, yeah, but with me, as always, is my ever reliable um, sideman. Um, you know, that guy who sometimes appears on my videos. <laughs> Mr. Ross, Mr. Ross, call of this guy. <laughs> I got an ego today, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't know what happened. Um, yeah, so Mr. Ross, I'm going to start off asking you the, the question I we ask every podcast: how you how you been, what have you been watching, what have you been playing, and how's your life in general? Tell me. Um, life it's the same as usual, but what I've been doing, I guess. <laughs> Well, I mean, nothing's changed, man. <laughs> it's just still... so. <laughs> it sounds like you're just giving up with everything. I mean, <laughs> have you seen these last two years? Oh, God. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. What have you been doing, man? What have you been playing? Um, I can't remember if this was. I think this must have been before we recorded the last podcast, or after, rather. I finished uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So I can't remember if I mentioned that on the last one or not. No, but... you didn't. I finished that like mm. I don't know, like um, maybe a week or two ago. Very, very good game. Uh, highly recommend it. And um, finished that, so I thought I'd start something new. So I started the new Life is Strange game, True Colors, which is also a very good game. And um, about halfway through that at the moment, it's really good. Um, it's very, very emotional. Yeah, well, most, and, uh, most, most of those games are, aren't they? In that series. But they've really like um, beefed up the technology of it. Like the facial animation is really good, and that actually kind of works really well with like how emotional the story is because you can actually see it in the characters' faces. Whereas like in the older games, they were quite stiff. Mm. Um, but it's it's a really good looking game. Really enjoying it so far. Um, what else? Oh, I started replaying Metroid Dread because I got like four hours into it when it came out and then just stopped playing it for some reason. Well, I say for some reason, that some reason is that it's on the Switch and I just never picked the damn thing up. So so I restarted that and I'm further now than I was before and um, very much enjoying it. It's a very good game. What have I been watching? Um, I recently finished watching The Faraway Paladin, which I think I might have mentioned last time. I just started watching. Yeah, um, you, you did mention it. Yeah, it's an okay show. It's yeah. it's very obviously low budget, and it feels quite nineties anime in a lot of ways. I kind of feel like you recommend. Well, actually, you don't recommend this um, anime, do you? It's not a Raw's recommendation. Um, I think I might have said I was enjoying it when I brought it up in the last podcast. Mm. The first few episodes are quite strong, and then it kind of it levels off a bit. It's still it's still a good time. It's worth watching, but it is very low budget, and it's very evident that it's low budget. But it's been picked up for a second season, so I'm hoping they get a, a bit of a budget boost for the next one. But I'll turn up for season two. I enjoyed it enough. But um, since I finished that, I started watching World's Finest Assassin. Have you heard mm, of that? I haven't heard of another, that one. Another isekai, basically an old old dude who's who's like the best assassin in the world. He's was, about to retire. But I've heard of this, that, actually. Yeah, I've yeah, heard of this. The people he works for kill him, and then he gets mm. um, reincarnated into a fantasy mm. world, and the, yeah. the goddess tells him she wants him to kill that world's hero. 
So, I've only watched one episode of it so far, but it seems I'll okay. That, yeah. It's from the same studio that made one of my favorite animes of all time, um, My Next Life as a Villainess. So I'm going to give it a chance. But uh, other than that, just watching Demon Slayer week to week, which is very, very, very good so far. And um, that's about it, really. Oh. Playing Life is Strange and watching anime. All right. Living the weeb dream. <laughs> and sitting here wearing my uh, ease t-shirt just to uh, make it even more obvious but anyway yeah. what about you what have you been up to um yeah man not as much as you apparently well um <laughs> i've had a really uh, eventful if, time if we exclude like you know working um not not a great deal uh Ooh, I haven't really played much games like which doesn't involve either recording or streaming. So I'm trying to get through Halo Infinite. Not like it's a chore or anything, but we want to do a, like a sort of a spoilery, a spoiler podcast just devoted to it. And I wanted to get it done before today's episode. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Um, so I've been playing through that. I really enjoy it. The some shit hard bosses on the um i never thought i'd say that yes there are um you know what i'm talking about because we spoke about it before i don't really want to say much because i I think that that boss fight in itself is kind of like a a mild a a mini spoiler probably i imagine everyone that's played it that's listening immediately knows which boss encounter you're on about anyway Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, yeah there are some very there are some proper spikes in that game yeah yeah i mean like before that there was a there was a, a little another boss encounter up on top of the spire on the spire i was like Where, where's all these boss fights coming from it's <laughs> <laughs> quite a lot yeah so um yeah i'm enjoying um, halo infinite is a good game a very good game uh but the most important thing is fun there's so much i i want to do so much i want to do all the little side missions liberate the bases um, liber- sorry, liberate the, the 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 marines, take over bases. I just want to do all of that, but I'm more f- sort of focusing on the story. I just want to sort of get through the story, and then I can do all that afterwards. But uh, yeah, it's good, man. But uh, yeah, apart from that, not much else. Um, what have I been watching? Uh, I was watching the book of Boba Fett, and I sort of dropped that. I haven't watched the last episode because it's kind of like not a lot is happening in it. And I'm sort of losing interest. It hasn't gripped me the same way as it's sort of like a Mandalorian, the Mandalorian did previously, mm. uh, which is disappointing because I I, I like the, the Star Wars sort of series more than the, like the main films at the moment. I think they're really better than the film not better yeah, i but think a lot of people it, would agree it, with you there yeah it's just it's something different about them and it's just uh it's not the same bloody story as the films like the films just churned out the same bloody like try to you know force awakens basically a new hope so yeah it's not been great i'm i'm looking at my phone at the moment because i have actually started watching anime <laughs> an anime again but i can't remember the name of it i'm trying to find my Crunchyroll account on it's here. that memorable huh uh, oh it's good i like it uh, it's one of the it's gonna it's a it's gonna be the ones that are it's gonna like all the mainstream people probably gonna have watched it but uh i can't actually find my Crunchyroll account on here and i am trying to um, let me see if I can guess what the name is. Jesus Christ, <laughs> this is terrible. Um, 
Um, my you can tell viewers can tell yeah. we we do a lot of preparation uh, for these podcasts. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I've been watching. It's a new series, My Dress Up Darling. I don't know how to pronounce that in Japanese. It's the English one, but it's very good. I've watched the first three episodes. It's good. I like it. Um, there's obviously the main the, the main female protagonist is already being touted as best girl of 2022. Um, yeah, it's 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 a fun. It's about a guy who likes to make these little uh, dolls, but these Japanese ones. I can't remember what the specific term is. Then she, this other girl, this really popular, good-looking girl, likes to cosplay. But they're both considered. He's considered like an outsider and all that. She's really popular, blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, then they sort of have a mutual understanding where she wants to make, she wants him to make dresses for her, for the cosplay, because he's so good at, he's so good at making these dresses for, for, um, for the, the Japanese toys, dolls. And, you know, it's just like a, a, a romantic comedy slice of life, but it's, it's fun and it's nice. Um, and there's no isekai inside. No, I, I just, You've you've gone into some really deep dive into Isakai's hole, man. I'm afraid I'm going to lose you, dude, man. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's hard to escape from when like seventy percent of anime is Isakai. Yeah, if you listen to like um, a lot of AniTubers, um, especially like um, I think uh, Giga, I saw Glass Reflection did a yeah. video of of it, but I yeah. haven't watched the video yet. Yeah, like Glass Reflection, Gigak has mentioned he's really likes Isakai. They go through the lists of like the. A new anime that's coming out for the season and <laughs> my god there's a lot of Isakai on there so you, you'll be well you'll be happy but um, yeah I've been uh, I, I mentioned did I mention I dropped Jujutsu Kaisen I think did I I, 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 mean, I don't know if you mentioned you dropped it but you've you've said quite a few times that you weren't really into it yeah um, I, I think I got halfway before the um, tournament arc because there's always got to be a tournament <laughs> so I was just like you know what no, I don't. I'm. I'm not enjoying it. I'm sort of struggling for it to get through it. I can see why people like it, but me personally, not my cup of tea, man. And I, and I thought, what, what's the big deal about this? It's not that good. It's not that, I think it's kind of mid, to be honest. But I'm probably in the minority there, man. Um, uh, yeah. So been watching that. Uh, yeah, that's basically it, man. Not a great deal because everything's sort of opening up again, and I'm going outside again, man, playing in the sun. So all right, yeah, rubbing that, yeah. But Mister, I've got a social life. Check this guy out. Well, you have a social life as well. You just not <laughs> you really. Just, you just you just haven't just you just haven't been out as much, man. You got we run in the same social circle, so you know you should be uh, doing the same things, but. Yeah, man, I think that's about it. So we're going to talk about gaming news. And obviously... Nothing's got... happened, though, Paul. It's been really quiet. Literally, yeah. like, nothing has happened this year yet. Absolutely yeah. nothing. This year of this year in gaming has been quite dead, to be honest, hasn't it? So uh, not, let's move on. <laughs> um, no, seriously, though, but the... Obviously, we got to talk... We've done a video on it, but I think we have to talk about it on the podcast, especially in the gaming news section, that... Activision being acquired by Activision Blizzard, sorry, being acquired by Microsoft. Uh, for oh, a, that little little old thing. For a, a small small amount of change, you know, only seventy billion. Yeah, I think it's six point sixty eight point seven billion. I think that's the exact amount. That's what's U.S. dollar. Do U.S. dollars. 
uh, that's uh, almost five times as much as the Bethesda deal that yeah, went like through. Eight or nine times as much. What was it? Oh, <laughs> shit, yeah. Because they only got purchased for, was it just under 10? 7. 7.5. 7. Oh. It was announced. I think it closed at 8.1. Oh uh, yeah. Do you know what I heard? Right, I heard that Microsoft actually got a deal because you know the CEO, oh Bob, what's his name? Bobby Shitstick. Yeah, the way that the, the scandals and stuff have been hitting the company, he knocked off the some of the value of their company. Yeah, so, the shares were kind of in free fall for months before the buyout happened. So Microsoft put their hands together and go, oh, let's just buy them. <laughs> so yeah, they bought them and. Uh, that caused a big ripple in the gaming world. It's a massive it's, uh, disturbance in the force. Yeah, some think it's a good idea. Others not too sure about it. Others really didn't don't like the idea because it could mean certain games being exclusive to the Xbox platform. And nobody uh, wants that. And no one, because no, Xbox aren't allowed to have uh, exclusive games. <laughs> That's the whole. That's the whole story, isn't it? Like they that's can't. The narrative. It's the narrative. They don't have. They can't have their exclusive games. Or Xbox should start a comp- uh, studio from fresh, like Sony did. Fresh does, and organic does. Um, which I don't know if anyone's aware. Sony do buy studios <laughs> themselves. They don't. Build I mean, they them. bought five last year. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't build them themselves. Build them up. They do buy them. Right, <laughs> they do both. I mean, everyone does both. Uh, everyone in the industry buys studios and incubates studios. But um, obviously, Microsoft has been buying a lot more recently, partly because they were so in such a state. I mean, pre E three twenty eighteen, they had five studios, so mm. they kind of had to do something drastic, either that or just get out of the gaming business. And I think we know which of those two picks a lot of people would have preferred. Yeah, um, it's also because like they're pushing the Game Pass system's going so well. They need they probably need more to put on there to justify like the costs and stuff. So that's why they purchased um, Activision because yeah, stuff can go on their um, day one on Game Pass. It's more enticing for the consumer to have these studios within the uh, Xbox uh, um, sort of uh, studio. Pyramid. That sounds really Pyramid weird. bubble. Yeah, bubble. Whatever. Bucket, suitcase. Anything, man. But, you know, that sort of uh, you know, ecosystem is the word I was looking for. So, okay. yeah, they, um, that's why they're kind of going on a, fr- uh, a buying frenzy. And apparently they're still not done. Apparently there still could be more. Not big publishers being bought, but other s- studios that can be bought. So, um yeah, I don't think we're we're done with seeing Xbox open their wallets and buy because they be, like they did they bought a few stu- they bought a lot of studios for the previous year and the year before that been slowly building up. But obviously the Bethesda was a bit you know the big publisher bought them and now they've bought Activision and um, it still seems insane to me that they bought Bethesda and now they've gone and bought Activision on top of it. It's mad. It always seems to be they buying studios well publishers that. Has struggled or something like that so it's more of an opportunity because the price you know has gone down so it may they've decided just to come step in and buy them well this is the thing i mean they're both bethesda and activision are, are big partners 
for Xbox and obviously for Sony as well. Um, but Bethesda were looking for a seller. Uh, I remember some chatter about it a good few years back. People were saying, oh, the, the owners might be looking to cash out in the near future. Um, so if you're Microsoft and you've got absurd amounts of money in the bank and the opportunity in front of you is like, okay, Bethesda are looking to sell. You're going to snap them up before one of your competitors gets a chance to. Because if mm-hmm. Sony Sony snapped up Bethesda, then all their stuff's mm-hmm. um, exclusive to PlayStation. Yeah. And Microsoft mm-hmm. have a lot of history with them. Like Morrowind was Bethesda Game Studios' first console game, and that was an Xbox OG Xbox exclusive. Um, Oblivion was a year exclusive on the 360 and then Skyrim had um, like time exclusive DLC so they've got a lot of history and partnership there mm. but if Sony had snapped them up they would have lost all that mm. but mm. perhaps worse than that if someone like Amazon or Apple or Google had snapped them up then they overnight become a competitor yeah it's like um, Facebook as well Facebook are looking to get yeah. the game in as well so it's not just it's the I same deal with Activision as well yeah. like yeah, I don't think it was solely for to you know to stop PlayStation. Like you said, there are other um, companies looking to get into gaming, and yeah, they're Mike- as much defensive moves as they are like aggressive. Mm. They're, they're, mm. they're designed partially, obviously, to compete with Sony, but also to to make it so they don't have to compete against these other big tech firms in the next yeah, few years. Because who who there's, there's very few companies that can compete financially with with Microsoft, but those like Amazon. Uh, Google and um, Facebook can compete financially with with Microsoft. Um, I don't think I don't think Sony could could I mean because they they make up money but they're not a trillion dollar company like Microsoft. They're they're like a billion dollar. You know, no, no disrespect. That's how it is. There's a difference between being a, a billion dollar company and a trillion dollar company. Um, because I'm not aware of Sony's finance. I think the gaming industry is the only industry that makes them money. I don't know if they're operating on a loss. It definitely I'm, carries them. Yeah, I think it's yeah. quite a good chunk of their net income. Yeah, I know their films don't. Some of them do, but some don't. You know, you know Spider-Man made two billion, but that's also in partnership with 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 uh, with uh, Marvel um, and Disney. Marvel, Marvel and Disney. Yeah, Disney could probably get into the gaming industry if they wanted to. They, well, they got out of it a while back, didn't they? They used to have a handful of studios and they oh. sold them all off and closed them all down. Fair. They, I think just... they're I think they're more focused on like licensing things out to partners at this See, point. They did the same thing, like they bought like Fox and stuff to have put on their streaming service, you know, like on Disney Plus, sort of like what 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 um, Microsoft are doing to put it on Game Pass makes sense like you know they don't have to pay third parties x amount of money to have their their their, their um game on game pass they still do but you know if you have it all under on one umbrella it's it makes it look a lot a lot more uh financial enticing enticing i mean like if i was into just got into gaming i'd be like holy crap and look at this xbox game pass all these games that you can get on there they like day one it's very that's why I like I've been seeing a lot on Twitter that Xbox have been doing so well in, in Japan. Mm. <laughs> you know, there there was a, a few pictures that in Xbox has been pulled at, um, put in shops and 
flying off mostly because some people say oh it's because uh, you can't get hold of a playstation it's hard in japan harder but xboxes are more numerous so people are sort of buying xboxes which is still good for xbox man (laughs) (laughs) the 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 scarcity of playstation in in uh, in japan is worked out for xbox because now Japanese consumers are like, oh, I'll give this a go. I'll play this. If I can't get hold one, I'll give it an Xbox. And then they'll, they'll have access to all these uh, games day one. There will probably be something new to them. I'll be like, holy crap. <laughs> What's this? But, what is this, Gears of War? What is this? Stop it. And why are there five of them? Yeah. Why is there five Gears of Wars? Hey, it's, uh, Japan companies can't complain, man. There's like about 17 bloody Final Fantasies. <laughs> they like to churn that shit out, don't they? <laughs> they milk franchise franchises. I can't speak today, man. I can't. Uh, I had a few drink shit last night. I think just a few, just a few, man. Yeah, a few, a few medicinal uh, beverages. Yeah, it's it's quite sad when you drink alone. <laughs> I like, I like to have a beer, but when like, sometimes like you have a beer to relax, and then after that you have another one. And plus, I was streaming. You're so, really relaxed. So I was streaming last night, guys. I don't know if you know. I stream like for our game chance um, Twitch channel. Uh, I stream and check I, it out. Check it out. I was streaming. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Streaming Mass Effect Three, and we actually had some commenters because I was struggling to find something, and it was like just comments were coming up. I was like, he was like oh, and check down there. I was like, yeah. Oh, I've got to watch a couple of people watching. I was like, okay. So technically I wasn't drinking alone. I was drinking with people. And he even <laughs> the, 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 one of them commented saying, oh yeah, the um the uh the journal like uh, the mission organization tracking in Mass Effect 3 is terrible. It's it's dog shit. It's subjectively oh, bad. It doesn't update, it doesn't like do anything, it just like oh it's so bad, I don't like it. But um yeah, man, Microsoft buying uh, buying uh, Bethesda, Bethesda. They already done that. Activision, <laughs> they're so, buying them again. They liked buying, it so much the first time. Buying them again. But let, let's talk about like before we move on to the main topic. Let's talk about like the pros of that, the cons as well. If you want, um, there was talk that some of the developers developers are hope. Who's the developer of Call of Duty again? All of them, literally all of them. yeah. yeah. Or like they're they're hoping that Microsoft. Right, I'm not joking. Almost mm. almost everyone at Activision is working on Call of Duty. Okay. Literally all of them. Um, so they're, they're hoping and some of the higher ups. Yeah, um, have expressed mm. desires to like not slow down the release cadence a bit, so it's not like a yearly thing anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I'd approve of. Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm not a big Call of Duty player. I not really think, but if they could like make don't make it so they don't have to release it annually it'd be fantastic i think it'd be better for the consumer as well don't playing the same fucking game every time and riddled with bugs you have more time to play it and enjoy it and create something that's the thing even if it's every other year people can play one game for two years like keep updating it for two years throwing more maps and modes and stuff this is what games used to do like how long did halo 3 get support for halo 5 got support for like two three years um halo Halo 5 was the only halo game out for six years until infinite came out so and people were still playing it so you can have sort of 
you could easily have like two year cycles and people would stick around and play that game plus there's mm. Warzone as well the battle royale that's free to play so I think they could do that and it would also hopefully free up some of those other teams because you have the, there's three main studios that work on Call of Duty there's Infinity Ward Treyarch and Sledgehammer and they work on a three year cadence and they put a game out each year so they each have a three year cycle development cycle but then you've also got like high moon studios and Beanox and um what was the other one toys for bob who made like i think they made crash 4 but you've got all these other teams that have worked on stuff like crash and spyro and stuff like that and they've all been pulled in over the last year or two two three years they've all been pulled into call of duty and now they're all working on call of duty as support studios which means literally the only thing Activision put out is Call of Duty. And, um, Call of Duty. Yeah, if they can slow the release cycle down, maybe some of those studios can go back to doing other stuff. Hmm. Raven Software as well is another okay. one that got dragged into it. But yeah, literally all their studios are working on Call of Duty and it just seems absolutely mad to me. I mean, I know it's huge. It's the biggest game every year. Yeah. I get that. Um, and also I, I understand like there are probably people that don't want them to slow it down. People that play it every year. Whereas I don't play Call of Duty at all. really. So maybe it's a bit rich for me to say, yeah, they should stop doing this, this and this, but I think it'd be a net benefit because then you'd get more varied games out of them mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. I agree. Uh, anything else we want to mention about it before we move on? Cause I think we've already done a video on it. We don't want to, can't yeah. too long about it last thing some Anything blizzard you. employees have been on twitter expressing hope for the future i guess you could say they're kind of hopeful that this might turn things around which is good to see because yeah. things have not been great there wait a minute xbox give microsoft giving hope to people aren't they supposed to be a bad <laughs> company <laughs> literally the devil yeah aren't they meant to be like apparently they're the devil something like that i don't know some some people say mentioned it's like shame. I mean, it's a shame with X, X, sorry man yeah it's a shame with like xbox because you know last generation didn't start off well for them and people held that sort of like anger towards the brand and you know disdain for it so they, they kept uh, held that sort of mindset for until into this generation they could just carry on they still think of it how of of of, uh, of how Xbox One was uh, unveiled and you know how badly that was handled. People still think about it like that. You got to remember, like they they probably still same gamers who were playing 360, and they thought it was such a big betrayal of how Xbox One was um, presented that they've held on to that hate for them for until this day. Maybe some have let it go and realized the that like they made they they're making a amends that's the thing some some people will never come around and that's fine that's their choice but if microsoft carries on doing things like hmm. continuing to sort of show they actually mean business in the industry and doing things like game pass i think people will start to turn around after a while but it's it's it, it a lot of that loss of mindshare was I say a lot, probably all of it was down to Microsoft, like completely flubbing the launch of that console and putting out a more expensive, weaker console and sort of forcing connect on everyone and all the um, always online stuff that just 
made it an even more bitter pill to swallow. So it's on Microsoft to turn it around. And um, I think I think they are starting to turn it around. And I think we'll see more people start to come around. Uh, I do think as soon as Phil Spencer came on board, it sort of that was the turning point. He started, he started sort of roll up his sleeves. <laughs> or sometimes he doesn't wear shirts because he wears gaming t-shirts a lot and um just got to work he's one of us uh, got to work with it man he um yeah he's he's been a good thing for uh microsoft and now i think he's like the head of like the studio i don't know ceo he... of microsoft gaming yeah i think mean, good luck to him man hey phil if you're if you're watching or listening man we you know come on you do, you're doing great great stuff uh we'll shield for you <laughs> practically like our channel is pretty much like i don't remember the last thing i i've posted on the youtube channel that isn't on uh, isn't on xbox or not on not on xbox i should say i don't think i have man it's been a while <laughs> it's been a while i'm like oh yeah playstation and my um switch <laughs> i fucking put any other videos on but because of Game Pass, man, I've got so much on there. Which makes it easy yeah. to, but, to make it your primary ecosystem. Anyway, man. Yeah, let's um, let's move on and we'll talk about our main topic, Mr. Rawls. I bet you can't wait for this. Yeah, I can see it in your in your eyes. Yeah. Okay, lean forward yeah, lean expectantly. Forward. Yeah. Um, we all have them, don't we? Well, ho- hopefully. All Feet? No, 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 no. What I'm, what's coming out while I'm speaking? Voices. Some people don't actually have voices, sorry. But um, most people do. And um, we like them. We like the sound of some voices. But what I'm trying to get at here is voice actors, Ross. It's all acting. very circuitous. Voice acting. What about it? Do you like? <laughs> no. No. Okay, that's, like the end of, that's the end of this podcast. That's the end. But yeah, seriously... Um, yeah, like we're going to talk about our favorite voice actors and the, the, some of their, their best performances and what we what's, what we enjoyed the most. So it's not I'm not going to just pick one. We're going to do we're just going to talk about general like all our just, favorite. Just have a yeah. have a chat. a chat. You know, it's, you know, just have you know a chat amongst you know friends. You know, just the boys and you know everything. You know, the lads. Come on, so spill it. Who's your favourite of all time? No, I'm joking. I don't know. That's a hell of a question. No, no, no. Just, just, just pick, pick one. Like, let's just start off. Like, who, who, who do you think is at the moment? Because we can, we can, you know, there's a sort of a, a trifecta, a hierarchy. A hierarchy. It kind of feels like it at the moment where you got the what the the ones who the the voice actors that you always see on the bit always hear on the on the big on the uh, big triple a games like i'm saying like a troy baker on nolan north or something like that um yeah like but um yeah like is, if you got anything that in particular like do you, is there any particular voice actor that you enjoy that is sort of doesn't get the recognition that, that they deserve um there's one whose voice i just really like and i'm not even sure i can explain why but mm. um there's a voice actor called cassandra lee morris who does quite a lot of like japanese games and stuff she, and she, um, she does the um english localization for it yeah uh-huh. um she's american but it's just mm. i just love the sound of her voice i don't know what it is but she's mm. in um if anyone checked out the Danganronpa video I put up, um, 
during the week or the previous week rather because that kind of stealth launched on xbox just kind of came out of nowhere um but she voices one of the characters in that and i think that was one of the first things i heard her in that and bravely default she plays one of the the main characters in Bravely Default, probably the best character in the Bravely Default cast mm. as well. And there's just something really pleasant about her voice. I'm not really mm. sure what, what what more I can, how to sort of communicate that, but mm. it's just, I don't know, every time I hear her voice, I just, I just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she's, I think she's done a lot of, um, of anime dubbing as well, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of, American voice actors kind of seem to come up through that scene, yeah. like out dubbing anime and then get into video games and tend to be in um, like Japanese video games. So like JRPGs and stuff like that. You, uh-huh. you've, you've got like Laura Bailey, obviously, who everyone knows at this point. Like she's uh, who, who, probably who, the... Who is Laura, Laura Bailey for people who don't know? Female Troy Baker. Uh, what's she been much. in? everything everything (laughs) that's why she's the female troy baker she's in literally everything Uh, but um she was um in the last of us 2 and i've completely forgotten the name of the character abby Abby, there we go she voiced abby in last of us 2 recently Mm. and also kate in gears 4 and 5 and um, Kate, kate diaz man kate diaz yeah and she's just been in absolutely tons of stuff but the first time I heard her voice was in um, Star Ocean 4. Mm. And she played like the, the female lead in Star Ocean 4. Mm. And also she was Risa Kujikawa in Persona 4. And um, yeah, she like came up through all that stuff as well, like starting out with doing anime stuff and then like Japanese, Japanese RPGs and stuff. And then now she's like, in all the big Western games, basically. And it's like one of the most recognizable names and voices in, um, in the whole gaming industry, basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's, um, Laura Bailey's good, man. Um, she is what, very good. Say what you want about, um, the last of us two. Um, she does a stellar uh, job on that. Like all of them do, man. You always get that from naughty dog games, uh, stellar voice acting. It's really, um, Really, really good. I, I, I liked like Abby. Got a lot of uh, hate, obviously, for a, a particular scene, which you know I won't say. But uh, overall, I felt like she gave that character sort of humanity and vulnerability uh, and, and toughness as well. It was good. It was just good, well written character. I think everyone in that game just did a fantastic job. Quite frankly, yeah, yeah. Everyone like like our, our good friend Troy, Mister NFT. Um, yeah. <laughs> NF Troy, NF Troy, non non fungible Troy. Can I get a refund? No. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, we can clown on him, but he, he's a solid voice actor. Man. He is some, a very good. Voice some people, actor. some people think he has a, a bit of an unfair monopoly when it comes to voice acting. Uh, which is again, fair. he kind of came up through the same stuff. Like he was mm. doing anime stuff, and then he he was. Um, Kanji in Persona 4 as well. He was Kanji. And, um, Holy shit. I didn't know that. And um, he was also, he was the main character, Yuri, in, in Tales of Vesperia, which is one of my favorite games of all time. And yeah, a lot of them seem to come up from through like 
dubbing anime and then dubbing like Japanese RPGs and stuff. And then they kind of like explode into like the Western side of things. And yeah, I mean, I feel like Troy Baker isn't quite as everywhere as he was sort of maybe like around about a decade ago when he was in literally everything. Like, literally everything. Remember 2013 when the two, what were the two biggest games of 2013? The Last of Us and Bioshock Infinite. And he was oh, the yeah, lead in both uh, of them. He was Booker in that. In that yeah. Mm. It was Booker in it. That's the name of the character. Yeah, oh. Booker DeWitt. DeWitt, that's it. Fucking good though, man. Like he's he's his range is really good. From he goes from a Joel to a Booker. I think Joel Joel is supposed to be from Texas, right? And that's where actually Troy Baker is. But he doesn't. Re- when you hear him talk normally, uh, when he's not like he's talking normally, he doesn't have that Texas accent. The Texas like, twang. twang. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think he brought out that Texas sort of side to him in in The Last of Us because he did the mo mm. uh, the capture mo capture. Yeah, it's all performance capture. Performance, wasn't it? So it was a lot of acting, physical acting involved in that as well. So yeah, fantastic, man. Um, he is. I mean, yeah. I think we we discussed this last time when we talked about his NFT mm. adventures. Like he he does seem like he's got quite a bit of an ego, oh, yeah. um, but he oh. is a very good voice actor. Like he's genuinely a very good voice actor. Um, he might deny it, but I think he he he, he does. Like he should. He, he he does have an ego, and fair enough to him. You know, it's not like a a massive ego, but he must have a sort of small. Uh, and he go, he's like, well, you know, we've listed out what his qualities are, so he must have an ego, just not a big one. But yeah, man, like Troy, Troy Baker, man. But I, like, like, um, do do you think like he does have an a, like a unfair monopoly? You know, you're standing in the way of other voice actors because it's a hard business to get into. It does seem like it's a hard thing mm. to get into, but you are always kind of hearing new voices. Um, mm. I feel like the cycle I kind of mentioned where they, a lot of them seem to, at least in the, the US market anyway, I don't think this is quite as true for like the UK and other markets, but where they sort of start off dubbing anime and then sort of like smaller projects um, mm. in Japanese games. Like I said, um, Laura Bailey was... Um, Rise in Persona 4, and then she was uh, Raimi in Star Ocean 4, and then she was Lightning's sister in Final Fantasy 13. So you kind of got going up by steps. Oh, yeah. And, um, I forgot. So about I think, that. I think that's, I think there's always new, new people coming in at that sort of level, like the anime dubbing and sort of like smaller game level. Mm. And then I think they'll eventually break through. But it's, um, I'm not too sure, like, the how the pay is. I heard, like, for especially, like, small voice actors, like, start, the pay's not great. I mean, once you, like, reach the effort, the higher tier of voice acting, it, it does get better. But starting off, I heard it's tough, man. Like, it's a tough profession to break into. It's tough to make money from it as well. Um, so I, I, I admire their craft, man. Like... Uh, especially ones who've got a good range because doing accents is difficult you know as we all know we we, we do stupid accents but you know obviously <laughs> that's just for fun yeah it's just us messing around yeah yeah but that's probably also why they end up branching out into things like um like laura bailey and a load of other voice actors are in uh, critical role aren't they they do stuff like that critical role is that the one from geek and, Fra- and sundry was that yeah. something oh the D web series isn't it and um oh, yeah. like Laura Bailey's in that. I think her husband is in it as well. 
Travis Willingham, I think it is. Um, Liam O'Brien, who is another very good voice actor, actually, who's in one of my favourite games. He's in um, Nier, the original Nier, voicing a sentient book. <laughs> what the fuck? What the hell? And, he, and he's fantastic in it. Sentient like book. One of, the, one of the best things in a game that has a lot of high points. Uh. But, but yeah, like, I feel like a lot of them like, end up branching out into stuff like that. And then um, I, I think some voice actors end up like having their own like studios and stuff mm. where they kind of sort of move up to kind of like the producer kind of role maybe mm-hmm. but yeah uh, uh yeah man like it's it's, it's not it's not a, a cheap uh hobby to get um profession to get into you need to buy some good like good equipment like the mics we got now are like usb <laughs> it would not cut con- it. Con- condensed mics and they're quite cheap um they do the job for us at the moment we I mean like we would like better maybe eventually we'll get some better equipment better cameras and all that um especially for us people because not to sound like egotistical or nothing, but we we sort of we don't do the same job we don't put on voices but we do use our voices to in gameplays and stuff like that so the quality should be be there i mean like obviously like like i said we don't use great equipment but it does the job for what we need you know let you know when we used to do lots of let's plays and stuff we used to use the blue snowball just to because it's like can pick up all of our voices fairly well um but when you listen back to videos sometimes i i watch some of our early stuff and it sounds so echoey and echoey weird you got to, like you got, when you start doing it a lot. You got to start thinking of the acoustics, man. Do you know what I mean? Like trapping that sound in, like making it more like getting the the the, the audio to sound better. Because like you can tell from our videos to like say uh, a big YouTube channel, um, gaming channel, the difference in in audio quality. Yeah, because like USB mics are cheap, but they're not the best used. And I know a lot of people use the um, what's the other one you got the usb ones you got the actual proper professional mics that they they have like um uh what's, what's the uh, x is a exit xlrs like to, to sort of change um sort of manipulate the the audio so yeah i think it's good man like uh when you watch a good video and you hear the, the sound quality, it's 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 it, 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 it's good. It is good. I want to say that's what I want to say. But yeah, man, but voice acting, man. Uh, do you think like games like need voice actors? Like, do you do you want? No, let me say rephrase that. Like, do you think game like do you think games have to have voice actors, or can you play a game without any voice acting in it? Just, I mean, it depends on the game, really. Um, like, would Hades be as good if it didn't have that voice cast? No, Hades probably not. Good. I think that ele- uh, elevates it quite a bit. But obviously, there are games that are that don't have any voice acting at all. Um, most of them tend to be older games at this point, but you still get like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, games like, that obviously like smaller indie games mm. don't tend to have as much voice acting, or they when you get something like Celeste that just uses like babbly sounds, like Banjo Kazooie did years back. Mm. But, um, but I think if you're if you're doing like the big cinematic narrative thing, then it would just be weird to have people standing there mute, just mute, and just sort of yeah. But like, Imagine, said, like, like try and think of the Last of Us with no voice acting. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that'd like, be very odd. 
my cat just appeared. A wild Gigi has appeared. <laughs> Gigi, do you want to say hello? No, okay. Doesn't doesn't like us. Doesn't. Uh, but for the um, audio listeners, my black cat has just jumped up behind me and he's sitting beside behind me now. Just been out on the town. Do you like voice acting, Gigi? No, okay. Doesn't 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 give a shit because he's a cat. <laughs> Doesn't understand the concept of video games. Well, let's, like I remember, like um, a while back, I think you you were interested in doing some voice acting. What what happened with that? Like, I think I didn't do anything. Like, did I don't you like not, my voice? You don't didn't look into it or anything like that, did you? Not really. I remember no. years back before Dragon Age Inquisition came out, they had a competition running prior to launch, hmm. where you get to. If you won the competition, you get to voice one character in the game, and they uh, they gave you a handful of lines, and they wanted you to like record yourself reading the lines and then send them in. Wasn't and wasn't, I was like, I could do that, but I didn't. Yeah, you did I don't like my voice. No, didn't isn't Laura Bailey in Dragon Age Inquisition? Was she Scout Hardy, or am I thinking to someone else? I know I it think was she favorite. was. Yes, I think oh, she yeah. was. I'm not too sure if it was her or the the, the lady who voices. What's the lady who voices Liara? Fucking, hell, she's a big voice actor. I can't remember. <laughs> well, she was. I feel like she hasn't done done much. anything. Yeah, um, from... Ali Hillis. I feel Ali like Hillis, she hasn't done yeah. anything for a while. Yeah, you... yeah. She was Liara and Lightning. She, Lightning, she was yeah. like huge for a while. She was like one of the big ones. Like the you know when you think of voice actors, she she pops into your head. Yeah, but she yeah I haven't heard her in anything recently. Mm. Has she like retired from it or, or what? Let's have black? a look. Yeah, please, please do look into that. Mr. Um, Mr. Rawls is looking into his. Yeah, she hasn't really done much. Hmm. Sort of the last new game she was in was Ratchet and Clank 2016. Wow. And then she's done ago. like a few, yeah, she's done a few like FF spin offs where she voices Lightning because obviously she is the voice of Lightning. And, um, and then, like, Mass Effect Legendary Edition doesn't really count because that was just a remaster of work she'd already done. Mm. And then the last thing she was in that came out last year was Shin Megami Tensei 3 remaster. So, yeah, it doesn't look like she's oh. actually recorded anything since, wow. like, 2018. That, that's, that's, that's weird, man. Like, Laura Bailey's just taken all her work away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they were sisters in Final Fantasy 13. Damn, man. Was it, we met. Yeah, she she was huge for a yeah, while. Yeah, she was because of Lightning and Liara. Yeah. She was like running both of those characters yeah. kind of concurrently. Yeah, and she was she was like a big deal, and then she yeah. seems to have fallen off the disappeared. Man. We we met her as well at MCM. Which she was there for a sign-in. That's when we didn't have to pay for signings back in the day. <laughs> yeah, you just queued that? up, you just queued, and then you queue for queue for a good couple um, couple of hours, but you got to get everything signed and yeah. We, we, uh, I got a few um, art books signed by her as well, and the um, the voice of Jack was there as well. Yeah, yeah. Courtney Taylor. For Courtney, it might be. I know it's Courtney, but I'm not too sure. Courtney something. Yeah. yeah, she's she's cool. She actually like I put stuff up on Instagram. Check out our Instagram account, a Game with Chums. She liked a couple of my uh, of our uh, pictures that I put up there. She's cool. It oh, is Courtney yeah, Taylor. Yeah, yeah, it's Courtney. It's Courtney. <laughs> it's the voice actor from Jack. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I mean, like, like if we could talk about like, uh, if we talk about voice acting, we can talk about like certain franchises. Mass Effect being one, uh, the voice acting in there was, I think, was pretty stellar. Yeah, the Mark Mir as the as the male sh- uh, shepherd, who uh, we also met. Yeah, 
And we also had a signing. And um, we wore dumb T-shirts and he laughed about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll bang. Okay. Yeah, that was the meme back in the day, man. <laughs> um, and the female shepherd is, I want to say, Jen Hale did it. I'm correct. I, if I was to pick one, if you put a gun to my head and was like, Paul, pick your favorite voice actor, it'll be her. I really like Jen Hale. I think she's great. Um, seems like a really nice person. Um, well, years back when when we were younger men, um, my young si- my younger sister, she um, started, made her own website about Knights of the Royal Public, and she managed to get an interview with, with Jen Taylor, Jen Hale. Sorry, <laughs> I couldn't believe. It. I was like, "What? How the hell? Not like a not like a face to face. It was like it was all like correspondent online. Yeah, but she was so cool." I should remind my sister. I was like, do you still run that website? Or is it dead now? Like, what's going on there? But yeah, I, obviously like probably like the first voice, the first role I heard of hers was Bastila Shan from Knights of the Republic. Where she put on the oh, great performance. She put on the, you know, the, um, the, the very posh British accent. The cut glass accent. Oh, hello. Yes. I'm, I'm Bastila Shan. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I actually thought she was English or like British. And I found out, I was like, oh, no, she's American. Damn it. <laughs> but she had me fooled. I was like, damn, that's a good accent, man. She was like that, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, but a female sort of talking. Yes. Oh, hello. Hello there. Hello. Um, but she's going to voice Bastler in the remake, which is going to be weird because... um, Because she's I, like 20-odd years older now. She's a lot older now. And she was voicing a, a character who's supposed to be in her teens. I think like Bastler was 18, 19, very young. And she obviously like your voice changes when you get older. You know, it's no, nothing wrong. Like you sound different. So to get to get that accent back, I don't know if they're going to be like, well, scrap maybe that. they just age her up. Yeah, we'll scrap that. Where Bassa's going to be like in, in her forties, uh, like an American. You don't have to do the British accent anymore. <laughs> um, but if they did that, I'll be like, <laughs> I'm not playing, not uninstalling this game. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, like um. Yeah, she did. Um, I never really played. I don't think I've ever played as a male, female shepherd, but her performance has been praised, and that is as extremely good. Yeah, people get really polarized over male and female shepherd, and they're like, "Oh, femship's the only way to do it. Male ship sucks." And it's like they're both really good. But I mm. play both. I've I've done like a few runs of each of them, and they're both really good. Mm. I feel like that's really insulting to Mark Mir, who I think does a really good job. He does an outstanding um, job. Um, I think a lot of people are just put off by the fact that he's like the male, the default male shepherd is just like a very generic, bald space marine guy, and they feel like yeah. that makes it boring. I don't know, but like, but yeah, the, thing, the default design sucks. But yeah, the, the thing the is, voice acting is great. The the the, the 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 character was based on a on a Dutch model, so that's yeah. a real person, and I feel like the 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 feminine one was there was nothing no they just no. Like did it in the editor yeah, yeah it was nothing it was like if you look at the default it was just it just looked like a it looked like a copy and paste of a of, a, of any other npc you have in the game it wasn't until mass effect 3 where they actually they did the competition to get her actual face and i have to say the face looked good on paper but when it was 3d animated it looked a bit like she had botox or something it just looked really odd mm. you know Bit um, cheek bony. It did. It did. Didn't look right because, and obviously because of the male one was based on an actual person. They took a 3D model of him. It looks more natural. You know what I mean? 
So, but that doesn't take away from the fact that she does a really good bloody job on that man. She sounds tough. She sounds, you know, when with Mass Effect 3, they show more vulnerable side to Shepard. And I think that comes off well in the voice acting. And like, it's not all just like, I'm a tough space, space Marine. And this is more like, it's more like showed a vulnerable side to it, which I think came, the voice acting helps it. Cause obviously the animation weren't all that great, you know, like Mass Effect 1. Decent for the time, but yeah. I think it peaked with Mass Effect 2, the the, mm. the animation. Mass Effect 3 yeah. sort of was a downgrade a bit, but it peaked then. So it was, it was good, but the, it was the voices that sold it, man. The voice that did it. It's what we love. Am I going, voice am I... acting was very good across the entire series. I mean, regardless of what you think of the individual games, the voice mm, acting yeah. across the board, across all the characters as well. Mm-hmm. And like you had. Uh, you, meant, you mentioned Jen Hale, obviously, who was in one of Bioware's previous games as Bastler in KOTOR, but you also had uh, Raphael Sparger, who was um, Carthanesi in um, in KOTOR. KOTOR, yeah. He, he was evident. everyone's favourite male soldier in Mass Effect, Gade Malenko. It, it seems like in the uh, in the Legendary Edition, he's got like a second wind. Like people are like, actually, like he is realizing he's not actually that bad a character i still he's think not a bad character he's a little bit bland but he's not i a bad still character. think he, i still think he's boring as hell though man i'm like yeah you, okay Caden, but he's still gonna die on vermeer so you know is it vermeer he died on yeah yeah it was vermeer wasn't it yeah you're still gonna die there <laughs> and you know spoilers but the game is came out the original game came out in 2005 15 years ago come on guys 2007 yeah 2007 was it like, yeah 15 years ago so some reason, even if even if a new version has just has just come out last year it's still 15 years old yeah it's an old game it's an old game yeah, yeah. i'll tell you one one role that jen hale was in that kind of surprised me when i found this out oh, right. uh, was she, she played samus aaron in in metroid prime <laughs> 2002, really? I think it was when that came out. Yeah, doing doing what? Like some grunts or hints? She didn't yeah. speak in that. Literally oh. just that. Oh, oh shit! Okay. Like, she takes damage. She goes, yeah, and that's that's Jen Hale. Oh, that must have been an easy <laughs> paycheck for Jen Hale. <laughs> I think when she was cast, they originally intended to have Samus voiced. Mm. Um, I'm sure I remember reading this somewhere. They they re- their original idea was to have Samus voiced, but then they cut it. Mm-hmm. Um, probably to like save time or whatever as the game sort of went through development. But yeah, she all of her like grunts and action sounds and everything is all Jen Hale, mm. which seems like a massive waste of a talent like Jen Hale. Why? Why hire her if you just you should you've got to use the talent like Jen Hale and have a voice the character. But yeah, that's weird. Because for a moment, I thought you was going to say Metroid Other M. I was like, what? <laughs> no. I can't remember who voiced her in that, but she was very flat. Very, very dull, yeah. I don't know whether the voice, the, the director was like that. Yeah, we want her to sound as boring as possible. Like she's just going <laughs> to fall. sound like she's on Valium. Yeah, she's going to fall you do asleep. It? Okay. She's going to fall asleep any minute now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Any, like, um, anything like, what have us, like, sort of? series has like phenomenal voice acting throughout the board uh well pretty much anything by naughty dog we kind of mm. 
wouldn't say we covered it, but we mentioned it. Like all the Uncharted games are great for that. Both mm. both Last of Us games are great for that. Um, I guess Dragon Age series is pretty strong for that as well. But then again, that's Bioware, so it's kind of a lot of it is. Mm. I don't think there are many people that voice characters in both series, mm. but they tend to have quite strong voice acting in both. Yeah, the voice actress who voice acted um, Morgan, she um she's I think she's like an Australian or maybe Claudia Black. Claudia Black. She was in Farscape, wasn't I think? Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she was in um, Pitch Black as well. She was one of the people to die very early on, yeah. uh, which is a shame. But yeah, she does a great job as uh, Morrigan. Yeah, that they obviously she did again like what Jen Hell did the sort of in, the British accent, but more seductive, more like uh, like you know like a femme fatale sort of thing, very mysterious. Uh, like oh, you're the Grey Warden, are you? Uh, <laughs> So, I'm very ambiguous. Yes, yes, I might be good. I might be bad. Who the <laughs> bloody hell knows? I might um, have a demon baby. I might not. No, I don't know. But yeah, that's. <laughs> I think she was a standout for me in terms of voice acting. It sort of stood out. Not just not like the character design as well. Morgan sort of stood out, but also the voice was something soothing about it. It's like velvet, you know, like chocolate as well. It's like mm, this is nice, man. <laughs> <laughs> you say that, but you also had. Friggin' Kate Mulgrew in in um, Dragon Age. Yeah, she was um, the mum. The mum. Yeah, Flemeth. Flemeth. She was since she'd been in all three games, I think. When uh, I first played, um, uh, when I first played Dragon Age Origins and met Flemeth, I was like, "What the fuck, Captain Janeway's Jane in this game? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool." Yeah, ah, girl. <laughs> I can't do her voice, but yeah, it's very <laughs> uh, droll, very gravelly sort of thing. It's good for the character, man. Mm. Did she actually? She didn't. She didn't affect her voice. She didn't have to put on a uh, a voice. Was that Not really? Real, no, it was, it was actual voice. It was very. I th- she probably did something. But she did something. Yeah. Just to kind of differentiate, but it was very obviously her. Like mm. as soon as you heard it, you're like, "Wow, Captain Janeway's in Ferelden." Mm. She's got. She's and, got a very um, distinct voice. Yeah, I feel like for some people, being able to immediately recognize voice actor pulls them out of it. For me, for me, it's just like, oh, cool that person's in this game it's mm. like you get it's like when people I've, I've seen this online some people say they like uh certain actors if there's like an actor that's in every film and they that every time they see him in a film it just takes them out of it because they're like oh it's tom cruise again and it's like just a bit of suspension of disbelief come on yeah. he's not tom cruise in this he's whoever ethan yeah. whatever the hell his name yeah. is and yeah Mission ethan Impossible. hunt, ethan hunt um but yeah it is kind of watching just watching tom cruise being tom cruise because he's not <laughs> a, a, he's not a brilliant actor the one there's a couple of films there's a actually i like him in most of his films he's he's good at what he does he's not like he's a, a solid actor he's just he's he, most of the films he stars in is pretty good like you know got uh, collateral damage uh minority report last samurai i thought he was he's pretty good in that even though ken watanobi I think was stole the show from him, even though he just learned English that on that film, <laughs> he just memorized his, 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 his lines, but mm-hmm. then he, he sort of like, he's like learned English just from that. So it's, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. He should be in a game. Ken Watanabe, his voice should be voicing the character. 
God damn it. Wait, get on it. Call up, um, what's his name? Chris Broad and see if he's got his number. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're chums. Yeah, they did. He's done a video with him, which he still hasn't fucking released. I was like, Christ. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm still editing that. I'm still going, I'm like, oh, man, just just get, come on. Stop being such a perfectionist and just release the thing. <laughs> I mean, you you interviewed him, like, last middle of last year. Just come on, man. How long is it taking? <laughs> I, I do like the fact that with us as YouTubers, we just do, like, gaming videos. It's very easy for us to edit, just cut off a bits here and there. Um, but with his sort of thing, because he does quite high production and um, he spends hours like just editing, editing, editing. When YouTubers say that, go, oh, I'm so tired. I spend all this time just editing videos. Then you realize like you see it all up on screen. Like, oh, yeah, it does. Like just to do all that it does take a long time, man. All the you know special effects and the cinematography and all that. Does, yeah, I was like, oh, I, I, I see. Because we're, we're just blessed with just doing video games and just cutting bits <laughs> Yeah, we out. don't have to put any effort in. Yeah, we're, we chose the, the easiest. That's why we don't genre. have any viewers. Oh, man. <laughs> Stop shitting on us. I want to feel good about ourselves. Um, yeah, they only like it when we do put up YouTube videos, YouTube vlogs so maybe we should come like a vtube yeah. channel which coincidentally do have more editing going on <laughs> a lot more editing yeah you should see a video coming up in the next month anyway um oh yeah but we've just gone off on a bit of a tangent chris chris broad has a nice voice no he doesn't really he just has a generic <laughs> like southern english voice standard southern england english, voice yeah, number like, two three four I think, I think he's from like somewhere in kent or something like that he's got that kent you can't get any more south than kent and that's so it's just like so I hear it. He can, time. but it's in the sea. Yeah, man. Like maybe the Mer people are in there somewhere. But <laughs> I, speaking of like, he's not in video games, but he does voice. He does do some voice acting. His um, C Dovier is good. I like him. He's got that deep sort of deep voice. You know, yeah, yeah. So yes. but even though he's, he's got from a decent range as well. Yeah, he's he's from he's from uh he's from Wales. From but, Wales. But he does he doesn't have the typical Wales Wales voice, does he? He doesn't have the Welsh lilt. But he, he, yeah, like he kind of reminds me of like Richard Burton, like that deep voice. Like, oh yes, oh, hello. Uh, where are you, Liz? Where's my whiskey? Give me more poet. Yeah, yes, yes, sort of like that. But um, he does voice acting, and he's been in a couple of animes recently. He's there's a recent one that he's he's in that he's voiced the character, one of the villains, of course, because you have got to have a Brit who he's got to be the villain, as <laughs> he can't have it else. So he's in that. But yeah, he's he's good man, and he's a good YouTuber as well. Seems like a solid guy. But, um, I'd just like to point out um, um, that while you're yeah, talking, so... I look this up, and Chris Broad is from Maidstone, so you were you were right. Oh, he's from Kent. Oh, he's from Kent. Oh, okay, <laughs> Maidstone. Oh, the... Is that the nicer part of Kent? I don't know. Uh, but... It's a no. Let's not go into that. No, let's not. Uh, what other voice actors do you like, Paul? Oh, where can I begin? I like Ashley Ashley Birch. Burke. The... Ashley Birch. Yeah, she's she's good. She's a really she's good fantastic. She's a really good voice. It's Tiny yeah. Tina. I didn't even realize that was her. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. And she was she was in um in uh, Life is Strange. Really good. That's more yeah. of her. That sounds more Sorry. of her norm, normal voice, though, like her everyday voice. But she's got range, man. That girl. Yeah, she does. Really good voice actor. She was who I was going to bring up, um, mm. but then you beat me to the punch. But oh, yeah, she, she is fantastic. I think she's one of the best voice actors in the industry right now mm -hmm. she's aloy in um horizon as well oh shit yeah she is damn 
And um, kind of feeding into what I said about a lot of them coming up through anime, she also voiced Mayuri in the uh, dub of Steins Gate. Yeah, I when I found that out, I lost my shit because I watched <laughs> I watched it in, I watched it dubbed, and I was like, oh, who's the voice actor? Who's Mayuri? Mayuri, she sounds really good. And then it was Ashley. I was like, oh, that girl from What You're Doing? Hey Ash, Ash what you're playing? Yeah, Hey Ash, what you're playing with her brother? That damn. <laughs> that's good yeah i watched it subbed and then when i heard that she was my already dubbed i was like okay i gotta check out the dub now mm. it's weird because like they in steins gate zero the anime she was the voice of maori in that for halfway through then they changed her over i don't know if there was um, some back back um behind the scenes sort of shenanigans going on there but they changed the voice actor uh, voice actor. maybe it was like um some new screen actors guild thing because that was that played into um, Life is Strange, didn't it? Because she voiced Chloe in the first Life is Strange. And then when Deck Nine made a prequel before the storm, she couldn't voice Chloe because they were going with um, non-union voice actors, I think. So she was voiced by someone else. I think Rihanna DeVries, her name was. Who also did a really good job. But, but yeah. Uh, not, not, it not, might be that. Yeah, maybe it was, it was that. Cause it was just odd. I mean, like speaking of like um, Japan, like the Japanese dub of uh, Steinsgate, this this plays into voice acting. I did not like the, the Japanese version of um, Oh Christ, who was the hacker Dar- Daru? Daru. Yeah, I didn't like it. I preferred the the dub of the, the English dub over the ch- Japanese dub, just of him, his voice. Because in the and in the Japanese version, he sounds like a typical otaku, like. Kind of the point. <laughs> no, but I was like, yeah, but it's, I was like, in the, the British one, he sounds like an actual person. It's just like not some like generic, like stereotypical like voice that you expect to hear. Like, you know, it just sounds like, oh, like, yeah, he's a smart guy. Maybe in the, he's in the taku, but we don't all, I, I consider, probably consider myself an attacker. And I don't know, sound like, you know, like that, you know. Yeah, but you're not, you're also not obsessed with 2D girls and make cafes. Hey, maybe I am, man. You know, if I lived secretly, maybe I would be in, in make cafes and 2D girls. <laughs> hey, I have my waifus. God damn it. <laughs> uh, going back to Ashley Birch for a second, I don't know if you've played any of like the Persona spin off stuff. No. Um, but she isn't, is... isn't Persona a spin off of, of another game series. Well, it's like Megami Tensei yeah. is like the broader sort of overarching thing, and then you've got Shin Megami Tensei and Persona, they're both kind of offshoots of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, like I mentioned earlier, talking about the whole American voice actors come up through like anime and Japanese games with Laura Bailey voicing Rise in Persona 4. And I think pretty much all of the spin-offs, Risa is voiced by Ashley Birch instead. Oh, okay. So you kind of feel like Laura Bailey's like, okay, I've stepped up now, so I'm yeah, not doing that I stuff I don't need anymore. to do that crap anymore. That you you got to find someone else. Shadows and going into other worlds. What is this, an Isekai? Hell no. <laughs> I'm into more yeah. serious things now. But yeah, like the, the rhythm game, Dancing All Night, um, at the very least, she voiced her in that. And I can't remember if she was in the fighting games as well. So in four arena games, I'm not sure. But definitely in the rhythm game, she was um, voiced by Ashley Birch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she she's kind of, I feel like she's in that kind of just breaking through to like the bigger stuff kind of stratosphere. 
over the last few years like, with like with how life is strange blew up and then her landing aloy in uh, horizon zero dawn i feel that like she's kind of like breakthrough in a sense even though obviously she'd done other stuff like you mentioned um tiny tina in um borderlands and then also recently she was parvati in the outer worlds as well and she was the best damn character in that whole game and um it's just it's got to the point where you hear her in a game you're like oh shit that's actually ashley birch because i did i had no idea she was in the outer worlds until i played it and then i mm. met parvati and i was like oh it's ashley birch that's cool mm. but yeah so i feel like there is like you're saying how it can be quite hard to break into it seems like it's hard to break into at least from the outside looking in but i feel like there's always kind of people moving up and then people sort of replacing them well if you um if you're troy baker man um you know that could all be a thing of a past with this again ntf voices he's endorsing i mean he essentially replaced nolan north mm-hmm. <laughs> nolan north was nolan north was troy baker before troy baker was troy baker now troy, was now troy baker is going to be replaced by troy baker <laughs> when they perfect those that that that, that, that shit. <laughs> the voice nft fucking hell what a load cyber of baker yeah he'll be out of work whilst other people companies are still using his voice <laughs> anyway man yeah but enough about that because we don't want to go on too much um i've got a, like um a voice actor that i i, I, I like and um it, you know uh it's um it's, i don't think it's a surprise to anyone that this person voice actor but mark hamill as well he does a lot he does um not just like voice acting games he does like um shows um tv shows and and animations and stuff like that but yeah he's a good one he um voice acted obviously the joker on the animated show but he also did it on the uh i think he did it on the arkham games as well i know he did it for three of them i don't know if he did it for the prequel uh but yeah he was the joker in that and he's he does he's good fantastic job yeah yeah he also he was also in a couple of um I think he was in a in a Studio Ghibli film in, I think it was the Laputa he was in that he was the main bad guy if you watched it dubbed he was the main bad guy in that the wide guy who's trying to steal the steal this little girl's gem or steal the little girl I don't know something like that <laughs> yeah he was the bad guy in that. I was like oh it's Mark Hamill man yeah it's this guy's everywhere <laughs> it's in films. <laughs> It was also in the first Yakuza game when it was oh the, um, shit yeah was, what's his name oh, he was Majima Majima yeah Mad oh, Dog of Shimano. I remember I was like oh that's not a good idea this it's it's, it's so uh, funny watching clips uh, of it though it's um I think with that sort of game series it's best it just, needs to be in Japanese it needs to be played you got to play it in Japanese you can't really capture that that same sort of essence it's like it the whole the whole thing is is very sort of of its place and of its time it is it's very much like here's a chunk of modern japan and then to hear like like the the first yakuza game had a crazy voiceover cast um like mark hamill was in it obviously i think who else was in it i gotta try and remember um but they went they went big with the, the with the dub because they thought it was going to be a huge hit and then it wasn't really mm. which was a shame but then like yeah you had eliza dushku in it remember eliza dushku i remember eliza dushku yeah what yeah, happened to uh, her i didn't know she did voice know. acting work 
Yeah, I think she did a few things. Michael Madsen was in it. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, Mark Hamill, as we mentioned. Mm. Um, but, yeah, they had some big names in it. Mm. And, um, and unfortunately, it didn't do great, but it did mean that when they did bring it back, they just stuck to the original Japanese. Which... That type of Which game just works so much better. Should be. I wish I knew more about Japanese voice actors because they do a great job as well, obviously, in anime games as well. Um, like, there's always that dubs over subs debate going on in the sort of anime world. Um, I'm pretty much like, I could go, I can, I can, I can, you know, watch, watch it in dub if the dub is good. But there's some like, um, animes that should be watched in its original Japanese because there's no way you can sort of perfect that sort of um, that sort of essence if, if, I'm, if I'm looking for that right word it doesn't just translate well so yeah so I'm either way man I could go either but you know, I don't have a hate for either one or definitely for the dubs because some of the, the dub voice actors they get on to do Japanese um, and, and Localization is really, they're really good. They're really talented people. And um, it's a shame that some people just outright hate it, despise it. Yeah. You know? I have a question for you that's mm. sort of sort of related. Yes. Um, which I remember this being discussed at the time this game came out, mm. um, which is a decade old now. Good Lord. Yes. And it also popped up again because there was a recent ish no clip documentary about the development of this game. Okay. Which I'll mention in a minute. But how do you feel about because obviously people that do voice acting mainly do voice acting and that's what their that's their sort of area of focus and what they're good at. Mm. But then obviously you've got people that are sort of traditional actors, I guess, like screen or film actors. Oh, I think I know where you yeah, yeah. How do I feel about um, them? How do you feel about them coming in and sort of end up voicing characters man, in man, you games? must have you, you must have read my mind because I was thinking the same fucking thing. Literally, I was like, Oh yeah, like I was going kind of led in off of yeah, like the whole Mark Hamill and yeah, I was like thinking I was like I'm going to bring that something. up yeah, <laughs> uh, honestly I was thinking that um, it's okay sometimes. I know Kojima likes to use like fucking like a list celebrities in his games now for you know motion capture actually them in the game and their voices, which I'm kind of against. I'm not a big fan of that when it's just them. It's the the actor in the game, you know. Like Leia Seydu in yeah. um, in Death Stranding, Death Stranding, Del Toro. Yeah, yeah. He there actually. There's, there's a Mickelson. few. There's a few. There's a couple of others in there as well. Actual Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Mads Mickelson's in there. Who else is in there? Like, What's his the, name? The, well, the main character is Norman Reedus. Yeah, the I think the, the his love interest is um, an actress who's been in James Bond. She's in. Yeah, Leia Seydu. Yeah, she's in there. I was just like, it's kind of. Te- People talk about voices taking them out of games. Seeing them in there kind of takes it out from me. Mm. I don't know what it is like with... I mean, I'm not 100% opposed to it, but Kojima seems to have a thing where he likes to put... It's like when he replaced... What's his name? David Hayder as Solid Snake. Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. I was like, what is that about? Yeah, what was the point? Yeah. What was the need for that? I remember there was a big outcry. I was like, oh, why? why, why?" Maybe they had a falling out or something, or Kojima wanted to, you know, because Kojima wants to make a big, he wants to make movies, I think, more than anything. Um, So maybe he thought having Kiefer Sutherland voice Snake would be a good idea, like to legitimize his his craft a bit more. Uh, I think that was a big mistake because, for one thing, Snake 
doesn't really talk that much in that game anyway, apparently. You know? mm. So what was the point of bringing him in there and having him voice? David him? Hayter has such a distinctive Good. voice that everybody knows as the solid snake voice as well. That you I, just ended up losing that. I, nothing. I think he was very bitter about that. He he made no he he didn't hide the fact that he was he was annoyed and upset and hurt by what Kojima did to him, which is fair play, man. You've voiced this character since the inception of the, of of Metal Gear, um, especially on the uh, the um, the the PS one PS one. I know it was out before that on them um, on the uh, you know the on the Nintendo, but you know what we know as Metal Gear Solid. Um, yeah, he voiced the character, and then for him just to be sort of like cast away for a big Hollywood actor, so we were smacking him. I mean, Keith, you hear him; he does a good job, but you just know it's Keith Sutherland just doing mm. his just doing his thing. It's Jack Bauer. Yeah, it's just Jack Bauer. Yeah, and Taylor had to really come up with that voice. He, he he made that his own. It's like you get certain characters in video games that are distinctive and that voice goes with that character. Oh, yeah, it's like mm. Steve Downs as Master Chief. Mm. He is Master Chief. Yeah, no, You couldn't switch him out. I mean, he's mm. quite old now, so they're probably going to have to switch him out at some point, but it's going to be freaking weird when they do because mm. his voice is so distinctive as that character. Maybe get, but the game that made me... The game that made me think of the subject was actually Dishonored because um, mm. that had quite a cast in it. Um like I'm looking at on Wikipedia just to remind myself, but Susan Sarandon was in it. Carrie really? Fisher was in it. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Which one? The first one. The first one, yeah. Oh. Susan Sarandon was Granny Rags, if I remember correctly. Oh. Um, Carrie Fisher was. If you, you know, you've got like the the propaganda broadcast stuff mm-hmm. in the game. If the, in one of the missions you can kill that guy who does the broadcast, and then he gets replaced by Carrie Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Okay. Michael Madsen is in it. Michael Madsen played okay. um, Dowd. Yeah. Um, Lena Headey. Mm-hmm. And then the one I think most people remember was uh, the voice of Emily as a child. Yeah. Child Emily was Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, yeah. I know that. I knew that one. I knew that from like because she was like coming out with kick ass and shit like that. Yeah. So I knew um, about that, but I didn't know about the other, uh, especially um, uh, Susan Sarandon. Yeah, about that. We also Brad Dorif was also in it. If you remember, Brad, Brad Dorif, he was uh, Grima Wormtongue in the Two Towers. Mm. So yeah, some big name actors in it. I remember it at the time, kind of kicking off a bit of a discussion about should have these should these jobs have actually gone to like voice yeah, actors? Like, um, with, with the cast completely packed out of a pretty much celebrity A listers. Yeah, I can't. I, I don't like that when it's one or two. I don't mind, but when the, practically the whole main cast is celebrity was, you know, I was kind of like, man, they're fighting for their lives out there. Some of them, man, trying to get work, and you've got these Hollywood guys just coming over and just taking over, taking their jobs in a way, which is, um, yeah, it's, it's. I feel bad for them. Uh, like when it's like something like that, I'm against. But when it's like you have like, it's like in Mass Effect. I bring back Mass Effect again. When you had um Charlie, Sh- um, is it Martin Sheen as um the elusive man. man? Yeah, I don't mind that because that's a one part. But if they packed it out with like other big celebrities for the, whole... you imagine Charlie Sheen a bit as the elusive man. Mm, Jesus Christ! Yeah, he's by he's, just, every he's time winning. you had one of those like end of mission screens mm. where it gives you a rundown of everything you did, so, just have him going winning, winning. Yeah, I mean, I know they had like another celebrity on the 
who was on f- in TV shows and films, Joker, the guy who voiced Joker, he was Seth Green. Seth Green, yeah. yeah he was. He's but he been, he just worked really well for Joker. Yeah, he did. That was really just well. a really good bit of casting. I think he's like more into video games. It's when because I, I know he's like a bit, bit geeky, and so he probably wanted to get more into gaming and stuff like that, and voice acting that way. So that I can I I, I don't mm. mind. Um, he just I, did a fantastic job anyway. Joker mm. was great. I also know that mate, I think E D was was she voiced by a, a Yeah, that was Trisha Helfer. Yeah, so from Battlestar Galactica. There's a couple of them sneaking in there, but when it's like massive like a, a celebrity like the Kiefer Sutherland thing's a perfect example of like when they got rid of like I didn't like that. I was just like, hey man, hey, hey, come on now. Don't do that. I'll tell you, tell you one example of when I think it worked really well was Halo 3 ODST. Because you've got this squad of ODSTs and they're all voiced by people from Firefly, basically. Oh, right. uh, you had, um, oh man, what's the guy's name that plays Captain Mao? It's completely gone from my head. Um, oh, oh yeah, the big guy. Shit, what was his name? Uh, <laughs> he's a well known actor and he's yeah, completely gone yeah, from my head. Yeah, what the hell? Let me see if I can look this up while yeah. we're both floundering yeah. here. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about, but I can't. I got his his name, his face. They Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. Okay, yeah. so you've got like there's four members of um of this squad of ODSTs, and you've got Nathan Fillion, Captain Mao. You've got Alan Tudyk, who was Wash in Firefly. You've got uh, Adam Baldwin as Dutch, who was Jane in Firefly, and then again Trisha Helfer as um from Battlestar Galactica was captain dare but it felt like a little firefly reunion in a sense because like you've got these three guys that are all in firefly and serenity in their own little squad and then obviously the last the last guy was uh nolan north because of course he was because that was when nolan north was in everything but it worked really well for that having these sort of more well-known actors because they already kind of had that cohesiveness that camaraderie Mm. from being in firefly and doing serenity and everything. Mm-hmm. But I feel like often for a lot of people, it comes across as a bit of a distraction. Well, and I remember, um, like I mentioned that this on a documentary and the one of the lead designers, Harvey Smith, was talking about the different challenges of having bigger actors in it and voice actors and stuff. Like voice actors are more flexible because they're not going to be like going off to shoot a film in like, Zimbabwe or something right in the middle of when you're trying to record. But um, yeah, I, it, it depends on the game, I guess. Mm. Yeah, with them, it's like they're kind of smaller time. They're not like big Hollywood. Yeah, they're not huge. They're huge. They're big, but they're in certain circles. It's like the Bruce Campbell thing. And he's not like a massive Hollywood star, but we know him because of the films he is. He's known in that sort of circle. So I don't mind that. Um, yeah, that's cool. But um, yeah, when it's dishonored where practically it's like who's who who's who yeah it's just like ah, great and they're expensive as well so a lot you know hiring these them out is it costs a lot of money and it must feel bad for like the voice actor who's like oh i could have done that voice for cheaper you know and that gives me a chance to put that on my resume they're not going to go hungry i might do (laughs) do you know what i mean it's just like yeah it's a good thing that we make there's more games being made so it gives more chances for these uh, voice actors to have a platform and you know get the, uh, get their voice out there. 
to other people to know them. I mean, there's always going to be that unless, you know, AI takes over. Uh, hopefully <laughs> not. Um, but yeah, like it's, I prefer it when, I do prefer it when it's a, a voice actor doing it, not like a Hollywood actor, because I know they don't really put accents on, apart from Mark Hamill. They just, they speak how they norm, their normal voices. I, I prefer it when they do a, um, a, a particular voice or accent or something like that. I prefer it when it's like that because it shows their talent. That's because that's what they're there. They're, that's how their talent is to do that, is to make you think there's someone else. It's not when you hear like, my, my Martin Sheen go, oh the elusive man and it's like oh but it's Martin Sheen and it kind of looks like him as well just a younger version so um that kind of like I know it's them it doesn't take me out I'm just like oh, that's Michael Sheen but when it's like a, a voice actor putting on a, a voice or character it, I was like that's the character it's like David Hayer you know I keep saying it mm. Solid Snake man that's that's my Solid Snake for me I remember um, one of the DLCs for um Dragon Age Inquisition Deep Roads one, I can't remember what it was called, but David Hater plays a dwarf in that. Huh. And it's just like the second you meet him, you're like, it's Solid Snake. He's a dwarf in, in the Deep Roads. I, I do tell you what, like one voice actor that I know, it's that voice actor. Every time I hear his voice is um, Steve Bloom. I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. Steve Bloom there. <laughs> it kind of has a, I was like, is he going to try and put on a, a different voice? Because I'm just always hearing, I'm going, oh, it's Spike from, from Cowboy yeah. Bebop or something like that. Oh, it's, it's, hey, how's it going? Or it's um, Mugen from Samurai Shampoo because he does, he plays that he's character. He's a ton of yeah. um, like, dumb oh. anime. And I'm like, man, he, he's, a, he's in um, Dragon Age Origins as well. He, he plays a, a dwarf in that as well. So, oh, it's Steve Bloom, man. How's it going, man? Can you not like, <laughs> try and put on a different accent like, you're good man you're good you're real good but kind of like let's 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 hear your range a bit more let's try and put on a, a slightly different voice i don't want to go oh it's steve blue playing a, playing a dwarf hey let's go <laughs> yeah so but yeah that's, that's a, like um yeah intro good good point you bring up you know with the hollywood stars coming in uh, I could see Kojima doing that more for his for his games. He seems to love them. So, and he wants them in the game. So, get some motion capture. You get that basically like they're acting. They're in the film, I, I not played Death Stranding. People either love it or you hate it. Um, so, the voice acting in that is like you know what you're going to get with these Hollywood actors. They're just going to get their voices. So it's good. It's that good. Um, I'd not. I don't. Does um. Does he speak much in it? Um. Older. The main. What's the actor? Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus doesn't sound like he speaks that much in it. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly haven't played it. I mm. I do actually have it on PC, but I just haven't got around to it. Mm. Especially yeah. if, when people told me it was fifty hours long. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's going on the back burner. <laughs> it's too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So unless it's a, an, an RPG, fifty hours is just too much. Like like, the Last of Us Two was thirty-five hours, and that was too long. Uh, did drag a bit, didn't it? Even though I, I thought it was a, it's a really good game. Better, it's a very good game. Better than the first in terms of um, mechanics. It's more solid. I did think like sometimes in the especially in the melee or you know the movements it was a bit stiff but the last of us two really sort of perfected all that uh much better it did drag on for a bit man i was like oh. it was too long it's like come on come on guys cut cut out cut you can cut this bit out shave a few hours off here and there but yeah like the voice acting solid man you can't go wrong with that man 
who voice acted um, Ellie? Was it Ashley Johnson? Mm, yes. <gasps> she did a really good job because she was playing a bloody 12-year-old and she was a full-grown <laughs> woman. <in that. laughs> yeah, she's she's fantastic. And I, I don't think I'd ever heard of her before the first Last of Us mm. either. She kind of seemed to come out of nowhere and she was, she was Just, incredible. Come out of the blocks, man. Yeah, she really did sound like a ten-year-old. Like, put this really good accent. Um, I think she was supposed to be like fourteen or something, wasn't she? Oh, Ellie. Yeah. Is she fourteen? I think so. Or somewhere 12? around there. Okay. But yeah, Ellie. she she was she was very good. Um, just having a quick look. Doesn't look like she was in some video games before, but stuff like Ben Ten and Cartoon Network games and stuff. Which is like, how do you go from that straight to The Last of Us? It's kind of mad. Must have liked what they heard, didn't it? Oh, yeah. That's our Ellie. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna she was out. really good in that Ben 10 game. Really good. Perfect for this pretty post-apocalyptic yeah. nightmare world. <laughs> and in Master of Us 2, she obviously played an older character. You can still tell it was Ellie. It's voiced by the same character, the voice actor. So it was really good, man. It's like, oh, damn. Voice acting's cool, isn't it? <laughs> I wish I could do that with my voice, man. <laughs> I can't do I'd it love either. to be able to do it, but mm. I just don't think I could, quite frankly. I just don't think I have the the, the voice, the talent to do that, man. I mean, we put on... I think like one time when we did voice acting, quote-unquote, it was when we were playing Doki Doki <laughs> Literature, Literature Club. I'd almost forgotten about that. Why did you remember, have to remind me? Remember that. It was your idea, man. It was <laughs> my idea. To be like, we got to voice these but distinct characters. I was like, okay, so you got to play. <laughs> I'll play the main character. I was like, so I've got to do all the girls' voices. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, I kept losing track of who I was voicing. I was like, I've lost the track to, for the voice. Say, so all we're supposed you to have you really, voices. you really gave it your all, though. Yeah. Kudos to you. If if anyone watching or listening to this hasn't hasn't seen that masterpiece, go and check it out on our channel. My my first and only time I've voice acting, <laughs> I had to play kawaii bloody Japanese schoolgirls. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a test on the old vocals, man. I'll tell you that, especially with my deep voice. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I want to before we wrap up because I think we're probably coming to the round about the end of the discussion. Hey, would you hey, say? Hey, hey, I'm the pre presenter. I tell you when we wrap up. I say we go all night. I'm joking. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to a, a voice acting company called Side UK, okay. who does quite a lot of Japanese games actually, which is surprising, mm. but. Um, if anyone's played Xenoblade Chronicles, the first one, which is also 10 years old now, wow. Um, I remember when that first came out, it got quite a lot of praise for the voice cast because kind of bizarrely for the time and for the genre, it was voiced entirely by British people. Wow. And um, they did a pretty good job. And it also even had Jenna Coleman in it, okay. which was, I think, before she was in Doctor Who. Mm. And um, yeah, that was Side UK, and they also... Did I think some of the people did Dragon Quest Eight a few years before that, which also was a completely British cast, as far as I remember, and also very much a sort of standout at the time in that you know the vast majority of Japanese RPGs and stuff have those same voice actors that are dubbing anime in the US. So it's kind of weird when a 
Japanese RPG comes out and it's fully voiced by British people. <laughs> but um, more recently, they've been doing the English localization for Final Fantasy fourteen. So A Realm Reborn had a cast which who were predominantly American, but trying to kind of sound sort of vaguely British because it was like a fantasy, medieval fantasy world kind of thing. But Sorry. quite... I've got to sound British if it's yeah, fantasy. Quite like huh. grounded and and uh-huh. sort of political. So they were like, oh, got to do British accents. And it always kind of stood out because I don't know what it's like for like an American audience, but as a Brit, if you hear a, like someone who's not British doing a British accent like, immediately, mm. like more, I'd say more often than not, but literally like 99% of the time, you will immediately be like, nope. Mm. there might be one or two performances that you're like, eh, I'm not sure. But for the vast majority of the time, it immediately takes you out of it. But from Heaven's Ward onwards, the localization was handled by Side UK and it's so good. Mm. And like the cast is fully British. Um, like the main cast at least. Mm. And um, you've got some people... That most well, most of the the cast, most people probably haven't heard of, but one of the main cast is voiced by one of the people that was actually in Xenoblade Chronicles, character in Xenoblade Chronicles called Fiora, was voiced by Karina Reeves, and then she is Tataru in Final Fantasy fourteen. So it's pretty cool to kind of hear that as like a callback to that game. But it's just a really good cast, and then you've got um, sort of lesser, more minor characters like. Do you know who Tracy Ann Oberman is, Paul? No. Who's that? She was in EastEnders. And East she Enders. was also... Did you ever watch Friday Night Dinner, the comedy? Um, yeah, I did, yeah. She was the aunt in that. Okay. Oh, yeah. shit. And she voices a sort of more of a minor character in in uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. But, but yeah, the cast is just really good. And they just do a mm. fantastic job. And they're all British. And it's just... A constant joy to listen to. British, and they're, they're probably my favourite voice cast in a game at the moment, just because because that core cast have been together at this point for like I don't know seven years or something mm-hmm. across like four expansions, I think. And um, yeah, they just they just feel like a group of people that actually know each other, which is pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, I just wanted to shout Side UK and all those people that work on that. Big shout out. All right. Yeah, like before we wrap up, I'd just like to go back to what you said about um, Final Fantasy Realm Reborn being grounded and political. I can't really take it seriously when you've got giant rabbits and like chocobos and all that shit there. <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, as, as far really as grand cool and political grand. can go I'm in like, that setting. I'm like, and you've got little elves or whatever the fuck they're called, like just like dancing around. Like, yeah, right, whatever, man. <laughs> just start laughing. But anyway, I, I like Final Fantasy, by the way. I'm not shitting on it, but I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, okay, mate. I know. But, but yeah, that was our um, favorite voice actors. The I sort of talk about the world of voice acting, and yeah, so I think what have we come, what have we learned from this? I've learned that voice, voice acting is great. Great the people that do it are really talented, and yeah. we've met some of them at signings and stuff because we really appreciate their work. Talented people, and if you're trying to get into voice acting, it can it can be tough, but don't give up and just uh, pursue your dreams. But 
with that uplifting quote i think that's the, where we're going to end it and uh, thanks for watching or and thanks for listening and if you've been listening on uh spotify you know you're missing out on our beautiful faces but uh, you, i was wondering to, where you were going with that we, for a minute. we have yeah we actually have to use our voices in that one like properly but anyway thanks for uh, watching thanks for listening and we'll see you again on the next podcast Bye. Say bye. 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 Yeah.